Please stand clear of the doors. Por favor, manténganse alejado de las puertas. Welcome aboard the Walt Disney World Express Monorail, our highway in the sky. For those of you standing, please hold on to the handrails throughout our journey and stay clear of the doors. For the comfort of others, no smoking, please. Thank you. Hiya folks, you're listening to Two Men and the Mouse, episode 247, recorded live on the YDF Media Network on April 11th, 2023. This is your everyday guide to the magic of Walt Disney World and the larger Disney universe beyond it. Uh, my name is Kevin Kessler, and I am joined, as always, by my good buddy, Peter Mandel. Hey, Kev. Hey, Pete. What's going on? Nothing. How are you? I'm, we're three shows in a row. We're doing it. There this you go. This is a thing. Now. I love it. Every other week, like clockwork. 5 a.m. Wednesdays every other week. You know, uh, you know how it is, yep. uh, folks. We are two lifelong Disney fanatics who have managed to keep the magic of Disney alive in our lives every day, and we want to share that magic with you. So pull up a chair, gather the family, or pop in your favorite set of headphones, and let's experience the magic together. Pete, yep. I am uh, a bit like all over the place this week. Okay, a lot of things are converging this week. That you know, it's kind of like the crossroads of my life. Uh, We've got, I have a book due this week, so I've been furiously writing because, uh, I don't know if you know, but I kind of have like a steady place at Procrastination Station. Right. <laughs> and, uh, you know, with, with, with something, with, with writing a book, it's kind of like when it doesn't hit, it doesn't hit in your head. And then like when it has to hit, it kind of has to hit because you're like, oh, this is due in three days and I haven't started it. Uh, so. Yeah, currently uh, working on the book. I, I had a I had a release this week. Um, Lies from Beyond. Uh, it's my first paranormal mystery novel. So it's like a detective that like hears ghosts and whatnot. Okay. Uh, the one I'm working on right now is kind of like a. It's it's not supernatural at all. It's um it's like a kidnapping mystery. It's like a detective mystery, and uh, so it's basically like Taken essentially. Okay. You know, like grizzled detective, his daughter is kidnapped and he has to break all the departmental rules to get her back. You know, that kind of thing. Not my usual thing, but I wanted to give it a try. Well, let me ask you a question. Does your fiance have to read all these books? No, it's it's funny. So she's a dietitian, and I don't eat vegetables. Right. And I'm a I'm an author and she doesn't read books. All right. So we kind of like stay out of each other's lane, and I think it right. oddly makes us perfect for each other. She does give me ideas what, every once in a while. What if you wrote a book about vegetables? Um, I don't want to do that unless they're like vegetable puppets. Well, that's what I'm saying. It could be something creative. I can make like vegetable, like a carrot puppet that's like, oh, hi, I'm Carry the Carrot. That's my carrot There you voice. go. All right. Right there. Boom. Let's make this happen. That's a million dollar character right there. Right. Oh, make sure you eat your carrots. Like... Wait, don't! I am a carrot! Don't eat! <laughs> like, <laughs> he looks at the script and he's like, eat your carrots? What? <laughs> what kind of sick snuff film is this? Uh, but then at the end of this week, um, the calendar starts over for me again. It is the day of my birth. The um, the day I was brought into this world, kicking and screaming. Uh, no, when, when is the birthday? When uh, is it? Friday, the 14th. Friday the 14th. All yeah. right. April 14th. Uh, and we are actually going to be leaving on our second ever Disney cruise this Friday. 
No, listen, I remember from years past, Kevin doesn't always like his birthday. No, Kevin likes Kevin's getting used to his birthday now. Yeah, you should. No, Ke- Kevin's enjoying his birthday this year. And last year I was like, okay, this ain't bad. And this year I'm like actually looking forward to it because yeah you're going on a disney cruise. i'm going on a disney cruise for it and like that's really fun and you know no, like, is this a, the same boat a different boat has the uh, same ship same ship so disney wish again this one's going to be a the fo- same room you were in no time. this is not going to be the room that looks out the front of the ship no right. this is where the person waved at me when i looked out the window no this is a um we're like mid-deck um i forget which which floor, which deck we're on. I think it's like eight or nine, probably eight. Uh, it was, we, we tried to get something like, cause now, now that you like, we've been on the ship before, we kind of like know, okay, here's where like the rooms are where it's easiest to get to the pools, but it's also easiest to get to the atrium and the restaurants and stuff like that. So we were very strategic in our choice here. And, okay. uh, we have a, we have a balcony for the first time. Oh, that sounds nice. I'm I would like very that. excited for the balcony. Uh, my fiance was not excited for the balcony. Uh, the reason we Why? didn't get one last time is she was afraid of the balcony. <laughs> like you don't have to go on it. No, that's what I said. I was like, I'll go on the balcony. I'm gonna order because you could. So you can order like, like they have a wonderful breakfast buffet at Marceline Market, but you can also order like breakfast like the night before. Like so, you have you have like a, a card that you hang on your door, your stateroom okay. door. And like you just mark what you want and what time you want it delivered. So every morning I'm just gonna get a thing of pastries and like a thing of coffee and get it at like six, seven o'clock in the morning, and then just enjoy my coffee and pastries out on the balcony. That sounds beautiful. Yeah, I'm very excited for this. This is gonna be a much more relaxed trip, or at least that is the intention here. Because the last time was, oh, everything's so new. We want to do everything. This time we're like, okay, we know what we're doing now. Like, and I think and we're, we were both kind of like, kind of want to relax a little bit more. I get so, that. Yeah. Uh, so ne- our next show will obviously be a Kev trip report. Uh, but I'm wondering if it's going to be enough to fill an entire e-ticket attraction because we were really planning on laying around a lot. So, Well, it'll just be a really boring e-ticket then. Yeah. And then uh, we sunbathed and then we watched... Finding Nemo on the deck, and then we went in the pool, and then we took a nap. Like, it's going to be a lot of that. But uh, Castaway Key, there will be a very different strategy this time. Oh, that's exciting. Yes. So I will I will tell you the strategy next next time, in two weeks. Okay. Uh, but yeah, so all of that kind of converging on one week. Uh, but there was a bright spot. I did get to see the Super Mario Brothers movie twice. Since I wouldn't even see it yesterday. I, I, so I also saw it yesterday. I saw it the night it came. I saw it on t- last Tuesday. Uh, so a week ago today. And, uh, I saw a midnight showing, which I hadn't been to a midnight showing in years because I was going to say, I, I don't remember the last midnight movie I went I, to. I think the last midnight showing I might have gone to was like maybe one of the Batman movies or like, I think I did Winter Soldier at midnight. Hmm. But like once they started doing them Thursday afternoons, you were just kind of like, or in the evenings, yeah. you're just kind of like, oh, no, no need for midnight anymore. Yeah. I'd... But so um, this movie was delightful. It was everything it needed to be, and it was nothing that it shouldn't have been. I agree. I really if, liked it. Yeah, if that makes sense. Like it was just a fun kids movie that was a love letter to its fans. Would you agree? Love letter to the fans. Like it was just like every reference 
Yeah, I think they did a really good job with it. I loved the way they scored everything, the way like they adapted the Mario music to like yeah, the music was my favorite part. Yeah, I mean, what did you think about the licensed music moments? Did it kind of take um, you out of it? Because I couldn't decide. No, they didn't animated movies. I expect that the first time I was like, oh, okay, like we're we're playing, you know, No Sleep Till Brooklyn, and I need a hero. Um, but you know, I, I'm a, I liked both of them. I liked it more the second time that when it did, it didn't like jar me the second time. I love that. Like after Shrek two, I was like, ah, nobody ever needs to do a montage to holding out for a hero ever again. Cause right. like this was perfect, but I gotta say, man, they, they nailed that montage. I enjoyed that montage. Well, really my fear of, um, man, we're going off the rails here. Really my yeah. fear of gun doing DC movies is. You know, a, a Superman movie with the Spice Girls. Like, I, I just, I don't need him to insert modern music into every DC movie. Do you really think on. he's going to do that with a property like Superman? He's He hasn't shown that he cannot do it. Did he? he oh, yeah, I guess he did do it with Suicide Squad. Mm-hmm. I never even noticed that. Did he do it a lot in uh, Peacemaker? Uh, Peacemaker is actually very much about the music. Oh, okay. See, I haven't watched Peacemaker. These makers a good time, actually. Yeah. Shockingly. Yeah, that's what I heard. Everybody was like, wow, this is actually really good. Which, good for Cena, you know? Yeah. I enjoy John Cena. I respect John Cena infinitely for his for his body of work and the fact that he's granted more Make-A-Wish wishes than anyone in the history of the organization. So, you know, I, I wish John Cena nothing but success. <sighs> that being said, I really feel like there was a missed opportunity in the Mario Brothers movie. Because John Cena should have been Donkey Kong. Ah. Seth Rogen was Seth Rogen. I thought he was okay. I mean, look, it worked for the movie. I'm not a Seth Rogen guy, but I thought it was okay. I'm not either. I actually am a very much an anti-Seth Rogen guy. and But, I mean, it worked for this Donkey Kong that they portrayed, but I was like, okay. Like, you know. At one point when Donkey Kong actually does the... <laughs> I was like, all right. All right, Seth Rogen, rope it in. Uh, but uh, Chris Pratt, I thought, was delightful. And he's about to be number one at the box office for like two months straight because Guardians comes out yep. like in a couple weeks. So, I mean, this movie's doing gangbusters numbers. And the re- so the reason I bring this up, there's actually a method to my madness here. If this becomes a huge franchise, like it probably is going to, it's going to spin off into all these different... You know, um, other movies, you could do Luigi's Mansion, you could do a Peach movie, you could do Donkey Kong, you could do Zelda, Metroid, Star Fox, Kirby, you know, God, I hope they do Kirby, um, and then bring them all together for a Super Smash Brothers movie. Like, that's what everybody wants. And if that happens, that's trouble for Disney. It's trouble for them, I think, as a movie studio, and it's trouble for them in the theme parks, because if this becomes so massive... An epic universe opens up, and they've already got um, they've already got the uh, Nintendo Land over in California. That's a lot of competition that a lot of kids are going to want to go to. I agree with you, but I think Disney welcomes that competition. I don't even mean that in a competitive way. I mean, getting more people into the Orlando market, it just makes Disney happy because mm-hmm. the odds of you coming here and not giving Disney a look is unlikely. Well, that's the thing also. I mean, like, you know, that's a good point because Universal, like, you draw someone in to take a two day Universal vacation, chances are the rest of the five days they're going to probably go to Disney. Sure. You know, you you can, and, but I don't know how big Epic Universe is going to be. It might also you know, how long are how long are we from Epic Universe? Two years. 
two years. I mean, you know. Yeah. I'm not saying Mario is not going to be popular. In two years. Well, I think, months, I think Epic but... Universe is going to open right around the time the second Mario Brothers movie is going to come out. And that's going to be huge. Especially because this movie has a path to, if not a billion dollars, then close to it. Here's the other thing. Is Epic Universe going to feature the Mario land that's in California? I don't know. I would assume so. Because I don't know how much research you've done on oh, and I've, well, I've, Mario I've seen land. it. I think it's very cool looking, but it's very small. It is okay at best. Yeah. I mean, look, when they first announced a, a Super Nintendo World, the 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 potential for it was kind of endless, right? Like, oh, you, you can get a Mario Kart ride, which they have, and apparently it's not great. Uh, but they were like, oh, you could do a Donkey Kong log flume. You could do, you know, a Zelda ride. You could have, like, this entire huge area of just nothing but Nintendo stuff. Like, oh, it's Kirby, like a Kirby Dark Ride or, you know, a Star Fox, like Star Tours. And all we got was just, like, this little Mario area, which which looks beautiful. They are also strapped for land there, so. Well, I mean, they bought all that land that they cleared out for Epic Universe. So No, no, I mean in California. Oh, in California and Tokyo, yeah. I, yeah, so those those spots being so small, you know, maybe hopefully I they hope will do something. I hope they do something new. I hope it's not just a carbon copy. I have a sinking suspicion because it's universal and they always tend to let me down uh that it will end up being a carbon copy. But now, I mean, the other thing you have to they just I mean, I don't think it's been officially announced, but it's like basically been announced enough that they're turning Harry Potter into a television series on HBO Max. Yes. Which, I mean, that's going to just, you know, spark the fires of people wanting to see Harry Potter all the more. Not me, but I mean, I'm like, I'm like iffy on Harry Potter at best. Um, I love Harry Potter and I'm also slightly okay with this. I understand any outrage. But I, I don't. I'm not outraged by it. I actually think it's a good opportunity to um, do the books more justice. You know? Yeah. Because I was a much bigger fan of the books than I was of the movies. Me too. And so, like, if you do, like, let's say you get to season six and it's Half Blood Prince, you can actually do all those Voldemort flashbacks that they skipped over. You know. You could have those character beat moments, but then again, it's also like, do you really want to see somebody else? Than Alan Rickman be Snape? You know, like, do you want to see anyone but Dame Maggie Smith be McGonagall? You know what? I'm okay with it. I am. Somehow I think Warwick Davis will still be in it. I mean, it doesn't seem like Harry Potter has any future whatsoever as currently constituted. Absolutely not. Unless she starts writing new books. (laughs) Right. Let's just do this. Because those Fantastic Beast movies were fantastic flops. The last one was ironically okay. I didn't see. I didn't even see that one. Yeah, that one. After the after the second one, I was like, nah. Second one was terrible. Yeah, second one was really really bad. And the first one, I mean, I saw the first one like three times before I actually saw it because I I literally went twice in the theater and I fell asleep both times. All right, you ready to get on to the news? Please. All right. We got some worldwide news. We actually got quite a bit of worldwide news this week. Uh, Did you see annual pass sales are resuming in Walt Disney World in April of 2023? I did. I got to hand this to our friend um, Kat Dupree over at the DDP Today News uh, show. I just did a I just did the last DDP News episode with her. and we We discussed this. We talked about the fact that she pretty much called this. She was like the second the 50th anniversary is over. They're going to open annual passes again. And I was I thought about it and I was like, huh, 
Yeah, it's kind of exactly what they did. Yep. All right. So uh, Disney has announced that new sales of the Disney and Credit Pass, Sorcerer Pass, and Pirate Pass will resume and can be purchased online beginning April 20th, 2023. DVC members will have the opportunity to purchase the DVC Sorcerer Pass online beginning April 13th as part of membership magic benefits. As before, sales were suspended. Only the $1,399 in Credit Pass is available to guests outside Florida. So the the different tiers are only available to Florida residents. The credit pass is the only one that you're able to get if you are anywhere else but Florida. Right. Unless you're a DVC member, and then you can get, I think, the other ones as well. Uh, no, the D- DVC gets the Sorcerer Pass option, which is $969. Uh, so, of course, you know, as with these things, as these things are tend to do, the pricing will likely be going up. So we have the Pixie Pass or the the Pixie Dust Pass. I'm sorry, that's for Florida residents only, and you can use um, on most weekdays, but it's subject to blockout dates, including peak and holiday periods. Now the the Pixie Dust Pass uh, does not allow weekends; it is a weekday only pass. So you know, people that are only off on the weekends don't really have much use for it. The Pirate Pass is the next one. Uh, so that is also available to only Florida residents, and that is most days, but it has blockout dates that include peak and holiday periods as well. The Sorcerer Pass, which is the one that I have, uh, is you can go pretty much any time except for like Christmas week and like uh, I think like one week in the spring. So, you know, that's pretty much like the Pirate Pass has most of the summer blocked out. Right. And then the Incredit Pass is whatever whenever you want no restrictions no blockout dates so you know originally i had what was the incredit pass it was the platinum pass back then uh but then i i downgraded because i was like i'm never here for christmas week yeah no and it's it's literally a difference of like of like 400 bucks to go christmas week and like a week in the spring that i wasn't going to go anyway right so i was like yeah this makes sense all right, so that is going to be available starting on, um, what did we say, April the 20th. So, all right. Uh, in further news, Bob Iger says that the Disney Premier Passport will not return. Are you familiar with the Premier Passport? No, what is it? Okay, so introduced in 2010, the Disney Premier Passport came out of a request to then-CEO Bob Iger during a previous shareholder meeting. It gave admission to most gated experiences at both Walt Disney World Resort and Disneyland Resort. So it's an annual pass for coast to coast. It was priced at more than $2,000 at the time of its ending. The pass was discontinued alongside the removal of Disneyland Resort's annual pass program as the reopening of the resort from COVID-19 shutdown. Uh, Iger made a comment at the um, uh, at a question and answer session. And he said that it will not be returning. He said he'll look into the possibility of it, but it does not have enough interest to justify its existence. Okay. I want to know who who would get use out of that. I don't know why you, if you would get use out of it, why you would need such a separate pass when you could just buy passes at both. Probably for what it's sounds a matter like a of whether or not it's like, are you going to spend two thousand dollars? For both of them together, you know, or more than $2,000. Okay, uh, Disney has abandoned its plan uh, for the metaverse. 
to no one's surprise because the, right. the metaverse, this thing that was supposed to be this huge thing and everyone is like abandoning ship. Uh, this is according to an article in the Wall Street Journal. Uh, Bob Chapek, we all remember him. Uh, hope he enjoyed that Elton John concert. Uh, he had a vision for the metaverse, right? In February 2022, a memo to cast members from former CEO Bob Chapek said that he believes the metaverse is the next great storytelling frontier and the perfect place to pursue our strategic pillars of storytelling excellence, innovation, and audience focus. It also sounds like a great place to charge people more money while giving them nothing. Uh, to execute his metaverse strategy, Chapek created a new role of Senior Vice President, Next Generation Storytelling and Consumer Experiences, which was filmed by Mike White, who previously led consumer experiences and platforms in Disney's media and entertainment distribution group. Reports suggest that Disney has eliminated the entire 50-person team working on the project, although Mike White remains at the company. Um... The Wall Street Journal has also reported that Disney has abandoned plans for an Amazon Prime-style membership program. Remember uh, that? Yeah. Yeah. So, actually, I don't. <laughs> Fill me in. <laughs> we talked about it on the Did show. Did we? I don't remember yeah. it. It's probably for the best. Yeah, probably for the best. It's not happening. It's not like it was ever going to work. Uh, Speaking to the Wall Street Journal about the membership service in August 2022, Disney's chief communications officer uh, said technology is giving us new ways to customize and personalize the consumer experience so that we are delivering entertainment experiences and products that are most relevant to each of our guests. A membership program is just one of the exciting ideas that is being explored. Not anymore. It's not. All right. In further worldwide news, Disney has announced that it will be spending $17 billion on Walt Disney World over the next 10 years. Wow. $17 billion. That's pretty insane. Uh, this came at the Walt Disney Company annual shareholder meeting when Disney CEO Bob Iger briefly touched on future spending plans. Notably, he said that Disney plans to spend $17 billion over the next decade in Walt Disney World, which will bring 13,000 new jobs to the area. Now, it's rare for executives to speak about long-term plans like this, so these comments are very interesting. He, of course, did not elaborate on exactly where that expenditure would take place. Now... Are you thinking what pretty much everyone else is thinking when they hear that Disney is spending 17 bills in like in, uh, in, in, uh, on Walt Disney World? A fifth gate? Yeah, that's what everyone thinks. And and I mean there is there's a lot of um rumors that they've already started. I mean, you can only build so many Starbucks. I agree. Know? I agree. And I mean, I don't care unless they're redesigning like 17 billion dollars. I mean, that's got to like you know, I mean, what did it cost to build? Like, hey, Google, what did it cost to build Disney's Animal Kingdom? Hold on. Google's going to answer me in a second. It's going to tell me. It's thinking. Okay. It was a billion dollars to complete Animal Kingdom. I mean, here's the thing, Thank you, too, Google. Like, that's enough. <laughs> they they won't know, like, what they're doing eight years from now. Yeah. You know what I mean? I understand that we pre-plan a lot of stuff, but... It doesn't always work like that as far as, like, what's going to be what if popular. What if they're opening 17 new parks? They're just, like, <laughs> half the size of a normal park? No, full parks. Yeah, but Animal Billion Kingdom dollars each. Was made 25 years ago. This is true. All right, we got some... Re- uh, so, yeah, Fifth Gate. If you were to see a Fifth Gate, what do you think they'd focus on? <sighs> Would it be like 
Do you think it would be themed like Disney Sea? Or do you think that kind of paints that, them into a corner? I would love that, but I don't think that I don't think it would. I think I that kind of paints I, them into a corner, right? Yeah, I think a fifth gate's going to be IP based, like an entire park dedicated to one IP. No. You think? No, not one IP. I think it'll be like um, it'll really, really, really be IP heavy. Yeah, They're like gonna each land be will like... be built around an IP, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah, I agree. I agree. It might be like a you could, they could do like a Pixar thing or. I'd say a Star know, like, Wars thing, but they already so did that. so much Pixar stuff. Like, I, I don't know. Yeah, and I, and I can't see do. them doing a Star Wars thing. I would love that. I think it would be huge. I don't know. I don't know if they could really do it, though. I don't. Th- Look, they can't fill this Galactic Star Cruiser. I don't think they're thinking about making a whole theme park based yeah. on Star Wars anytime soon. I th- I think that... I think that uh, enthusi- and you're going to disagree with me, but I think that enthusiasm for Star Wars is the lowest it has ever been in my lifetime. I don't think that's true at all. When would it um, have been lower? Um, when we didn't have Star Wars and everybody was jonesing December for it? 15th, 2017 was the lowest point for Star Wars. Why? What was that? That was the release of The Last Jedi. It well, was but, all the, it was uh, all the Star Wars you had. That was it. You want to enjoy Star Wars? This is what you I got. I love that you know the date. <laughs> like, I went on the 14th. I went the night before. <laughs> the day the music died. And then I saw it again on January 14th. Um, he was singing, my, my, this here Anakin guy. <laughs> but, that, but that's the thing, right? That was the lowest point. You didn't have anything else. You look at now, you have Star Wars options. It's wonderful. You do, but everything that they do between Return of the Jedi and The Force Awakens, we're starting to get to that point where everyone's like, oh, oh, this is leading right into the First Order. Like, this is leading into right. the sequels. And for me, that has that has taken the wind out of my sails I get for, it, but for these. It's going to make that stuff better. Will it? Can you yes. make Jake Skywalker better? Like, maybe <sighs> if we see Luke Skywalker's fall to become a grumpy old man? But don't worry, Pete. They're doing a new Jedi Order movie series now. Apparently, it's gonna be great. Yeah, the the thing that Luke was supposed like that's that feels intentional. Where like the new Jedi Order book series was Luke Skywalker building a new Jedi Order, and now they're doing new Jedi Order, but it's Ray because Luke is a sad, pathetic old man who died on a rock. Maybe Luke will be in it. How would Luke be in it? What do you mean he's a Force ghost? Why can't he be there? I don't want him in as a Force ghost. Why? Well, okay. When has a force ghost ever appeared to like more than one person? Never. I guess theoretically, right? Yeah. Qui-Gon was only to Obi-Wan and only to Yoda, like at separate times. You know, Obi-Wan was only ever to Luke. Same with Yoda and Vader. Well, Obi-Wan appears to Luke and Yoda. Oh, yeah. You're right. You're right. He does. All right. Point withdrawn there. But do you really want glowing blue Luke? Like he's supposed to have built the yeah. new Jedi Order. If this movie I do. Had, listen, this movie Kevin, series you, should have you started. You have to accept where we are. You have to accept. It I already can't. happened. I can't accept that. I, that's it doesn't where we matter. Are. It already happens. But Akuna you know what? Mata. Like this this mentality of the fact that I have to accept it and embrace it and love no, no, it. I'm not saying you have to like it. I'm saying you have to accept it. I well, maybe I accept it, and I accept the fact that my. Star Wars fandom is essentially over. 
But that, I mean, that's the choice you're going to have to make on your own. I, I mean, but I accepted the fact that that's crazy. Well, I accepted the fact that my 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 wrestling fandom ended when I realized that wrestling was no longer anything that I even remotely like, you know, recognized but, anymore. Like but so I, I go back and safe. I watch old things. Right. You know, I, I go back and re or I watch things from the past that I've never seen, like things from the 70s and 80s. With Star Wars, I don't really have that option. I've seen everything right. except for Andor. <laughs> I'm holding on. I'm saving Andor for a rainy day when I when I desperately need some Star Wars. I'm gonna be like, okay, wow me with this excellent dark adult Star Wars show that everyone's raving about. Hey, listen, Andor's terrible, but I will say this: <laughs> it looks beautiful. It's completely practical, so it actually looks great. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure it's. I'm sure it's wonderful. But it is all right. We got some resort news this week. The walkway between Disney's Shades of Green Resort. Or I'm sorry, just Shades of Green. It's not a Disney-owned resort. And Disney's Grand Floridian Resort will be permanently closed. I didn't even know this walkway existed. But if you are staying at Shades of Green and you want to walk to the Grand Floridian Resort, like that's a key part of your vacation, you better get it done before May 1st, 2023, because it's going away. I don't know at all what we're talking about, but I love the idea of Disney being like, are these Shades of Green people walking over to the Grand Floridian to use the monorail? We need to close that walkway. <laughs> like, they are, like, barring people from, like, getting, like, we need to put obstacles. Mm-hmm. You know like, what Shades of Green, you, you know what Shades of Green is, right? Where is it? Well, you know what it is. No, what is it? Oh, it's the military resort. Oh yeah, okay. That's, That's what I the one that veteran, like active duty military, active duty only. Right. I think active duty military and their families can stay there for like very cheap, and it's right. it's right across the street from the Polynesian, pretty much. But you, I mean, you that's never the thing, know. Right? Like nobody ever realizes there's like another resort there. Why? Why else would they be um, blocking off that walkway? Oh yeah, they just don't want you to walk over and use the. <laughs> <laughs> you just can't go use that the monorail. Like, hey, what are we doing tomorrow? Ah, we're going to put a whole bunch of huge boulders on the walkway. <laughs> we're going to make sure it's impossible for them to get over here. Uh, this is act- So the, the reported reason is because of the work on expanding World Drive. That means that the roadway between Shades of Green and the Grand Floridian will become a four-lane highway with no crosswalk. The removal of the walkway will also prevent guests from walking to Disney's Polynesian Village Resort. Again, for that sweet, sweet monorail action. That worked out well. Yep. Uh, there is a lot of road work going on in that area, though. They have they, that whole area has been like completely transformed from a road work standpoint, and they ain't done. All right, moving ahead, we got some Magic Kingdom news. Uh, specifically, something that I'm pretty fascinated with: the capture your moment photo sessions. Have you heard about this? Yes. All right. So this is expanding into Fantasyland at Magic Kingdom. So Disney Photo Pass is expanding its Capture Your Moment experience at Magic Kingdom to include Fantasyland beginning May the 1st, 2023. So after checking in for this experience inside Sir Mickey's, your photographer can help you choose a photo prop and your capture locations, including the backside of Cinderella Castle, Prince Charming, Re- Prince Charming's Regal Carousel, Rapunzel's Tower, Prince Eric's Castle, Storybook Circus, Belle and Maurice's Cottage, outside the Beast's Castle, and around the Mad Tea Party. Uh, while you're guaranteed one photo location per session, most sessions end up visiting a few locations to take photos. After being escorted to your chosen location... You'll have up to 20 minutes to capture photos. 
Each Capture Your Moment session is $99 and can include up to eight guests. Photos are not included with the price of a session. However, those with a Disney Photo Pass entitlement such as Memory Maker or Memory Maker One Day, as well as qualifying annual pass holders with a Disney Photo Pass download benefit, can download the photos taken during Capture Your Moment at no extra cost. You can also opt to purchase the photos individually. Bookings for Capture Your Moment in Fantasyland will open on April 24th, with sessions offering offered daily starting May 1st. Bookings can be made up to 60 days in advance, and advance reservations are strongly recommended for the service. A limited number of same-day reservations may also be available. To inquire, check the My Disney Experience app. Now, this is a pretty cool thing. My, my friends, um, you know my, my buddy Nick, who's the theme park therapist, Dr. Yep. Nicholas Mercer? Uh, him and his now wife, then fiance, did their engagement photos with this. Okay. All in uh, Epcot, I believe. No, Animal Kingdom. Animal Kingdom. I'm pretty sure they did Animal Kingdom. You know, I, I think I want to have them on the show because they not only did this, but then they also did um, a uh, they also did a Disney a wedding at the wedding pavilion. Okay. Yeah, it was like a really small wedding with like 20 people. Uh, you but know, still. I, I look at this all the time. I mean, no one is willing to like low money on disney pictures like i am like i love it right but like i want to be able to get pictures at the haunted mansion or in star wars oh i don't know if liberty square i mean i don't know if you can do galaxy's edge for this you probably can you can't no they do not have galaxy's edge available well i mean it looks like they're expanding the service i know and i can't wait when they do galaxy's edge or in liberty square dimension i'm in so of these uh let's say you had to choose between these options cinderella castle back of cinderella castle the Carousel, Rapunzel's Tower, Prince Eric's Castle, Storybook Circus, Belle and Maurice's Cottage, Outside Beast Castle, or the Mad Tea Party. What are you choosing? I mean, I don't love any of them. Yeah, I mean, for me, I guess Back of the Castle would be the number one. Yeah, Back of the Castle is number one. I actually really do like the Rapunzel's Tower that they have there. Yes, but you are also taking photos in front of a bathroom. Yeah, but I'm sure they do it, like, well. Hmm. Or as I like to call it, the Punzi Pooper. Oh, it's not bad, yeah, right? They should really, they should really change the name on the maps. What are, what are the other, uh, what are the other options? Storybook Circus, which I mean, no, come on, come on now. Outside Bell and Maurice's Cottage, outside the Beast Castle, outside Prince mm. Eric's Castle. Mm. I mean, you have to really like Beauty and the Beast or the Little Mermaid, <laughs> or oh, or the Mad Tea Party. <laughs> Though it said among others, so I guess maybe if you want like a picture of a really long line, you can be in front of uh, the Mine Train or. You know, if you want picture in front of screaming kids, it could be uh, Winnie the Pooh. Yeah, I got. I don't. Maybe you really want a picture in front of um, fruit that is sitting in ice, and then you can get it right there at that little like shop across from Little Mermaid. Can you imagine being like Storybook Circus? I need that Casey Junior splash and play picture for my family. But maybe there's little kids who like that. Maybe I don't know. Or your grandpa was a circus performer. You know what? You've opened my eyes to new possibilities this week. I appreciate somebody. Epcot news: The breakfast at Garden Grill is returning. Wow! I've never done this. I was just about to ask if you have done this. Never done it. You know how much I love Garden Grill. Totally. Like back in the day, like Garden Grill was actually our first meal of the trip. Every time it was lunch, and then we did. No, no, we do it for dinner now every time. Um, it was just too much of a lunch. And I when they started doing breakfast, I was like, you know what? Like, I want to do this breakfast, but I could just never convince them to do it. Like, mm-hmm. 
two garden grills in one trip would be a lot. I know, but you know what? I don't know. Maybe, but, maybe. If it's... Oh, right. So you were doing it for lunch, but then lunch became Electric Umbrella, right? Yeah. So has the Connections Cafe taken the place of the Electric Umbrella now? Okay. Well, listen. I only did Connections Cafe one time. Connections Eatery, right? Is that what it is? I always called it Connections Cafe. I thought the cafe is the Starbucks. Oh, maybe it is. Anyway, um, I just I call that the, their... I just call that Starbucks. I only ate at Connections one time, and it was 15 minutes after departing Guardians of the Galaxy. Oh, so, so you were not I have in the mood for no food. recollection of that entire meal. Right, because that ride messed you up. It really, really did mess me up. And I remember Heather was like, okay, get online and get food. Like, I'm going to find a table. And I remember standing there online being like, huh, I just don't feel right. Nope, not I'm, one bit. I might topple over at any moment here. <laughs> All right. Uh, so we have the menus and pricing now. Oh, please. The character breakfast returning to the Garden Grill at Epcot's Land Pavilion on June the 14th, 2023. Uh, the uh, date for when reservations can be made is still to be announced. But when you can, you have Chippendale's Harvest Feast pricing, $42 per adult plus tax and gratuity. And of course, it's Disney. When we're talking adult, we're talking 10 and up. Yep. So. You know, it's funny, like in the in the I believe in the Jewish faith, you're considered an adult when you get your bar mitzvah or your bat mitzvah. And that's like 13. Disney's like, no, you're a man at 10. (laughs) (laughs) If I'm an adult, can I try this adult beverage? Oh, no, 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 no. No, you may not. Uh, $27 per child, ages three to nine, plus tax and gratuity. The harvest feast menu is cinnamon breakfast loaf. Uh, scrambled eggs, smoked bacon, Mickey-shaped waffles with syrup, seasonal fruit, the cheesy potato casserole. If you've never, I mean, you wouldn't like it because it's cheese, but that cheesy no. potato casserole is a good time because that's what they had at Trails End. Uh, grilled flank steak with ranchero sauce. That sounds good. You can have steak and eggs. Like that. Then there's also non-alcoholic beverages. There's assorted fountain beverages, freshly brewed Joffrey's coffee. I'm always loving a good Joffrey's coffee. Not going for that Starbucks crap, Pete. I don't even go for that around here. You know what the Disney stuff is. Oh, no. When you're in Disney and you want coffee, there's only one place to go. Yeah. And it's got the name of a disgraced former king of Westeros. <laughs> <laughs> it is Joffrey's Coffee, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, you can get Twining's Hot Tea, which if you've ever been during Flower and Garden, they do a delightful little like tea tour where you like tour around the tea garden. And they're like, oh, this is where the tea is made. These are the plants. We harvest these plants. One day, somebody was walking through their garden and said, Look at this plant. I wonder if I dried these leaves out and poured it into water, if it would form a delicious beverage. And sure enough, it did. Hmm. There you go. I just did the whole tour. The tour is free. so I, I don't even need to waste my time, though. Right. Special, then there's a specialty character drink, which is Minute Maid Zero Sugar Lemonade with flavors of cotton candy, served in a souvenir cup for $6.50. Alcoholic beverages feature mimosas and Bloody Marys. So I now with that menu, is this a thing that you would want to go do? Uh, what's it cost? $42 per adult. I mean, here's my thing about Garden Girl. I love Garden Girl and I'll always do it. I'm a huge fan of tradition. I like the food. Um, it, it is an expensive meal. Yeah. Yeah, I would say so. It's an expensive meal. And I feel like I'm the only one that actually eats there when we go. <laughs> Are you really? Like nobody else wants anything? Everyone's just, you know, so we go on the first day. So everyone's usually a little burnt. Like, you know, it's 
it's uh, that first vacation day is usually a, a little bit of a hard one figuratively you know? and literally because y'all are white yeah yeah we are <laughs> you are a white white family <laughs> well we also go in non-burning seasons though you do do that yes you do that and i and i've always thought that was wise yeah um do you guys like sunscreen up like every day no i don't not at all really no. well, do the kids because like your kids are no. white dude I know. I mean, I've seen them, but like, honestly, <laughs> yeah, we're there. We're them. there in like November. Like, <laughs> it, it's okay. Yeah, you know what? I don't. I don't sunscreen in November. No, but you know what? I, you need to start sunscreening probably sometime around March. Okay. Be- because, uh, you know, the, uh, I got sunburned last month just from walking around Disney. I mean, I, listen, I went with the boys in January, and like, I didn't use any kind of sunblock or anything. No, eh, that makes sense. Um, yeah, it's served in this, uh, this nifty skillet. Okay. So it looks pretty good. All right. So moving along, we are, we've got more Epcot news. Water is now flowing at the journey of water. Did you see this? No. Disney has released a video showing water flowing at Epcot's journey of water inspired by Moana. This is another major milestone is journey of water inspired by Moana. I can't believe that's the name. Like, why can't you just call it Moana's Journey of Water? Like, why is it Journey of Water inspired by Moana? Uh, it's planned to open in fall of 2023 in the World Nature neighborhood of Epcot. So the video was hosted by Kate Worth, the project coordinator from WDI. And it shows, you know, the the water going. There you go. The, the, the Journey of Water has begun. Inspired by Moana. So do you think Moana is actually going to be there or do you think it's going to be like this water is just like, I saw that movie and there is a line where the sky meets the sea. And you know what? It calls to me. I think that they are going to want to not have massive backup there. Yes, I agree. So there'll be no character. I mean, we know no. that sh- the character experience is coming to Animal Kingdom. Right. Likely what we Let said. Replacing I, I, I heard they're making a live action Moana. They are making a live action Moana confirmed by The Rock himself. Now, I'm going to say something that's going to um, stagger you. I've never seen Moana. That does stagger me. I, it staggers me. It looks like something that's like right up my alley. Yeah, and you have kids, Disney Plus. Of course. My kids watch it. They've seen it a million times, just never with me. And they're like, Dad, you really got to watch this. And I don't ever like normally have the time to be like, I'm going to sit down and watch Moana. So it's just something I haven't done. And now I'm like, oh, should I even bother? Or should I just go see the live action? You know, I have several Disney movies that are like this, where like everyone, like my for everyone from my fiance to my father, keep telling me, "Oh, you got to watch this movie, you got to watch this movie." And some of them I've relented on. Um, I held out on Encanto for a long time. Oh, I love Encanto. I mean, I like it now, but I'm going to tell you something that might surprise you, Pete. I can be a bit of a hipster sometimes. Like if it's if if it's in if it's in style, I'm not always I'm not always down. I kind of like to be counterculture, you know, I'm rebel at heart. Uh, so when everyone was obsessing over Encanto, first of all, obviously I didn't see it in theaters and, and neither did anyone else uh, because that movie bombed uh, in the theaters. But uh, when it came, it became a phenomenon on Disney Plus and it is probably Disney's biggest movie in, in probably since Moana. And I uh, finally caved and watched those live. Uh, other ones that um, my father was so adamant that I watched Luca. Okay. Did you see Luca? I didn't. Okay. He was on me about this Luca for like a year and a half straight. 
And like every time I go visit, oh, you want to watch Luca? You want to watch Luca? No, no, I don't want to watch Luca. Like, and then one day, <laughs> like literally, like the last time when when uh, my fiance and I were up in Jersey, uh, we came to visit you that trip. Oh yeah, I saw you that trip. Yeah. Um, we were sitting on the couch, and my dad just turned on Luca. And now my fiance's there, so I can't like just walk out of the room like I normally probably would. <laughs> You know, she's sitting there watching it, so I'm like, all right, I'll watch it. That was a delightful movie. Yeah, I, it looked okay. I liked it. I wouldn't have seen yeah. it in theaters, but I don't think it was released sure. in theaters. I think it came out during COVID, and it was released right to Disney+, Plus because if it was in theaters, it bombed. <laughs> Another one I didn't see was Lightyear. I saw Lightyear in I, the theater. I did finally see it about a couple weeks ago. I thought it was great. I like it also. I loved it. I was like, what's everyone's problem? I don't, you know, I think the real problem is the real problem, not kind of the glitzy tabloid, you know, mm-hmm. political. I think the real problem is it's not it's not a Toy Story movie. I would agree with that. I mean, I was able to kind of look beyond it because I was a fan of that Buzz Lightyear cartoon. Sure. Me too. XR is my jam. Like, I mean, I love that it. cartoon was great. And I'm like, okay, this is just that. Um, I would have Listen, liked it I, if some of the characters from that were in it, though. I have an unhealthy love of that show. I mean, I'm yeah. crushed that they've removed any, like, any sign of that show from Yeah, it's the... not on D+, plus, huh? No, and it's no longer in, like, there's no signs of it in any of the um, Space Ranger spin, like, store or anything. It's all gone. Really? Like, man, like, what? The, remember, they used to, I, there was just some stuff back then. Yeah, yeah. It kind of looked like it. But, um, yeah, I, I do. Thank God I bought all the toys for that show. Yeah, you didn't. Mm-hmm. I, I love all that stuff. And you know what? I thought this movie was fun. I, I liked it a lot. I liked yeah. it a lot. I still haven't seen Turning Red. Turning Red is a good time. Yeah, my fiance loves it. Um, yeah. yeah, there's a bunch I haven't seen. But yeah, so so never seen Moana. Yeah, so Moana's the one for me. I just haven't seen it. I'm going to see it. you got to see it before the live action comes out, right? I don't know. Maybe not. Maybe now, I'll see the live action. I'm wondering if the girl... You know what? I would actually support this experiment because I would like to see your reaction upon seeing the live action without seeing the anime. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think you I think it. you have a unique opportunity here Yeah, because not a lot of people get to do that because most of these like, you know, live action, live action, quote unquote, remakes that they put out are classic movies. Little Mermaid, Lion King, Aladdin, movies everybody's seen already. But you have the opportunity to go in blind and see... The Rock singing and dancing around as The Rock and not as a cartoon character. And I'm a fan of Disney movies. So, I mean, I'm sure there's lots of, you know, guys who haven't seen Moana, but I don't know. Like, I haven't seen it just because of kind of almost coincidence, right. you know? Well, and I'm one, I find myself wondering if the I, I, the girl who played Moana, her name escapes me right now. Um, hey, Google, who played Moana? See, it's, this is the new way I podcast. I just ask Google everything. Okay, thank you. Ali Cravalho. Okay. Okay. That was that's that's who played. We got, we actually saw her in our first and final appearance at the um the Christmas time uh candlelight processional. She was the narrator that day. Okay. Yeah. Uh, one and done on that one. By the way, <laughs> never again. <laughs> I was like, what am I sitting through right now? <laughs> uh, I was so like, I was like, am I in church? <laughs> It's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> um but yeah, anyway. Uh do you, we think that she might be able to play uh Moana in the movie? That a lot of people are wondering about that or is she now like too old at this point? We I thought know. she was playing it. 
the only thing we know for sure, I think, is that The Rock is playing Maui. Okay. And let me tell you something. As somebody who has known and, and loved The Rock since the late 90s, all right, um, hearing him sing You're Welcome in Moana was such a fun moment. It was such a thrill. Like, I was like, oh, it's The Rock. He's singing it's his voice. Um, watching him do it, I think, is going to be a completely different experience. <laughs> I think watching The Rock in a big, huge, curly wig dance around while tattoos move on his body is going to be weird. But that's just me. I mean, I did see him as the Tooth Fairy, and that didn't, you know. That's true. He survived that one. So, all right. In further Epcot news, we have Poseidon service barges now docked at World Showcase Lagoon to dismantle your so-hated harmonious barges. Ugh. Thankfully. Thankfully, right? The large floating service platforms are currently docked near the China Pavilion. It isn't immediately clear what they will be used for, as we have typically seen them used to support heavy machinery during pile driving and other heavy construction. That is pile driving as in the actual act of pile driving, like with, with, you know, like construction, and not the pile driver, which is the finishing maneuver of professional wrestler Jerry the King Lawler. These barges aren't dropping the strap and hitting the fist drop off the second rope. Probably not. I met Jerry the King Lawler. He's a wonderful, he's, he's a very nice man. Oh, nice. All right. No DAC news this week. We do have some Hollywood Studios news, actually some big Hollywood Studios news that I can't believe we haven't discussed off air yet. And that is that Star Tours is going to be updated in 2024. So, I mean, now we're going to assume here. Now, Walt Disney Imagineering announced at Star Wars Celebration in London that Star Tours at Disneyland Park in California, Disney's Hollywood Studios in Florida, and Disneyland Paris will be updated in 2024. Since it debuted at Disneyland in 1987 as the first Star Wars attraction in a Disney park, Star Tours has traveled to new places as this galaxy of stories expanded. That tradition continues next year with all new adventures coming to the popular Star Wars attraction. For now, Disney is saying tight-lipped on where the new destinations might be. What do you think? Ooh, I mean, obviously I'm, Mando, right? It's obviously Mando. Where else could it be? I, I, some Ahsoka, maybe. Like, I could see like the Rebel. Like, now that we have live action Rebels characters, I could see. Sure. I could see us like going with the Ghost. Yeah, I would love that. I would love that too. I mean, it'd be great to see the Mandalorian, Bo Katan, just you know swooping in in her Razor Crest with her lovable sidekick Grogu. As they're they, going to bring uh, back the Razor Crest. As, as, I mean, probably. I would love that. She's taking his show. She might as well take his ship. Well, I mean, it blew up. So. Um, rebuild it. Rebuild he it. He wanted a Razor Crest, but they he, couldn't get one for him. He did remember? want. A, he did want a Razor Crest. He had. He had a lot of emotional attachment. No, I do think it will be Din Djarin and and Grogu. You know, flying around in either the Razor Crest or it'll be the um, the Naboo fighter. Which yep. I mean, don't get me wrong. I love the Naboo fighter. I miss, the ra- I miss the Razor Crest, though. Me too. I love the Razor Crest. Well, like, the, well, Razor, like, the Crest. Razor Crest was, like, their home. Like, you know, they, they yep. lived, they had a bedroom, they had a bathroom, they had to- there was a toilet in there. What are they yep. doing on these long flights now when they got to go? I don't think he's on as many long flights. Maybe not. It's a much faster ship, so. All right, and then last but not least, we've got some outside Walt Disney World news. Uh, we have a some Disney Cruise Line news, actually. Um. Disney has announced that the Magic Band Plus technology used at Walt Disney World Resort and Disneyland will start to make its way to Disney Cruise Line, beginning with a preview opportunity on select Disney Wish sailings before it officially debuts this summer. 
Uh, with Disney Band Plus, you'll be able to unlock the hands-free conveniences of wearable technology on the high seas for the first time. Disney Cruise with three Disney Cruise Line exclusive designs to choose from. Uh, pricing for solid bands is $34.99 and themed designs are priced at $44.99. You can also use the Disney Band Plus at Walt Disney World and Disneyland, and you can use your Magic Band Plus on Disney Cruise Line. So there you go. If you're thinking the Disney Band Plus sounds exactly like Magic Band Plus, you are right. We understand this is a WW Magic Report, and we understand that the reason for the name change is that Disney does not have the rights to use Magic Band in some territories where Disney Cruise Line operates. So the alternative name is being used. Interesting. Disney Band Plus will allow unlocking your stateroom door, charging a treat or a souvenir to your payment card on your stateroom folios, and linking onboard photos like Magic Band Plus. Disney Band Plus is waterproof and rechargeable. Uh, children's ages three, children ages three and up can also use their bands in lieu of the Oceaneer Club band to access kids clubs, including the Disney Oceaneers Club while on board and Scuttles Cove at Castaway Key. I like the fact that this is um, it's not like it's some like, oh, you could use the magic band at Disney, but you need the Disney band at sea. Like originally, right. that's what I thought this was, is that it's a di- completely different band. It's not, you know, but the fact that they're interchangeable is a nice touch, I think. Sure. So here's the thing about the bands on the cruise line. It is someone asked me the other day. They're like, oh, is that really needed? And I was like, no, that is definitely needed. It, like it because you are carrying your key to the world card around with you everywhere. I mean, and, and typically on these cruise ships, I mean, like you're locking your wallet up, you know, in the safe in your room and you're just, you know, taking because you, you charge everything to your room. Okay. Unless you need cash for something. But like, like typically you're not carrying your wallet around. So you, this, this, you know, this key to the world card, it's like old school Disney. And now because we're Castaway Club, um, we got a nice like silver Castaway Club lanyard last time that holds your cat, your, your card. So this time we should actually should get another one, hopefully. Um, and then we could each carry our, cause I was carrying them both last time, but we were both saying on the, on the ship, we were like, man, it'd be really cool to have magic band on this because it would be a lot more convenient. But now you have, <clears throat> and now you can still use your key to the world cards. They will continue to be issued and use as they are today, including accessing your stateroom, charging food and merchandise purchases to payment cards or your stateroom folio. Um, also your key to the world card is needed to turn on the electricity in your room. Okay. I don't know if you knew that. When you open your stateroom door, there is a little receptacle on the wall for your key to the world card. And when you put your key to the world card in there, you can then use the electricity in the room. So it's like off if you're not there. Yeah. Oh, yeah. If your key cool. to the world card is taken out of the slot, like the lights don't work, the TV doesn't work. Huh? Yeah. That's how they like save on electricity. I'm assuming. Stuff. I'm assuming as much because like if people like are leaving their lights on, you know, while they're because you have to take your key to the world card everywhere, so you're taking it out of that slot. What if one of you left it in the slot? Well, then I guess Disney's foiled at that point, hmm. and they will go back to the drawing boards and they will they will start removing walkways to stop you from leaving your key to the world card. <laughs> All right, uh, that's it for the news this week. Anything you want to add? No, it's a good amount of news. Yeah, I mean, look, I am a little, I'm a little disappointed that they are adding the Disney Band Plus mere months after my cruise, but I will have to use it next time. That's what another cruise is for. Exactly. That's why you always got to take another one. 
All right. Well, it is now time for our e-ticket attraction of the week. So stay tuned, folks. More Two Men in the Mouse coming up in just a second. This is Bill Farmer, and you're listening to Two Men and the Mouse. Folks, it's April, and that means that we have come to the end of an 18-month celebration. A celebration that I had been looking forward to for 25 years, since the day that I stood on Main Street USA as a young lad of 12, looking up at a giant pink birthday cake where a castle was supposed to be. I said, you know what? I'm here for the 25th anniversary, and I'm going to be here for the 50th. And so many of us had the opportunity to be here to celebrate Walt Disney World's 50th anniversary. But that time has come and gone, and like all good things, it must come to an end. But we've created so many wonderful memories throughout the 50th anniversary of Walt Disney World that we felt this week it was a good idea to look back and reflect on some of the best things that we experienced or that Disney was able to bring forth during that time period. So that's why this week, for our e-ticket attraction of the week, Pete and I are going through the top 10 editions made during Disney's 50th anniversary, or Walt Disney World's 50th anniversary. So, you know, I did all that without right, without scripting at this time. Oh, well, it was pretty good. Yeah, it, it could have been better. Uh, I really enjoyed the 50th. Yeah, I loved the 50th. I thought it was really great. I thought it was, I thought it was a lot more reserved than the 25th was. Well, yeah, I don't think they were going to make that mistake again. No, no. Uh, People were were definitely not too happy when they were uh, staring up at that pink birthday cake. But, you know, I will always defend the birthday cake in that I am happy that I was there to see it. Sure. Why not? Plus, part of the the 50th was getting a lens that you could take a picture with birthday cake castles. Now, here's the thing, though. If I was... What's you know what's worse than being there while the castle is a giant pink birthday cake? Being there while the castle is in the middle of being becoming a giant pink birthday cake, yeah. or being de birthday caked. Yeah, could you imagine like this like weird like half castle cake? Yep, that would have been really really weird. Oh, if you've ever guys, if you've ever like experienced that, like if you were there during that period of time, let us know because I want to know. Like, I definitely want to know this. We want to hear about your disappointment. Yeah, yeah. Share your trauma with us <laughs> for entertainment of others. Uh, okay, so we wanted to count down the um, you know the top ten. You know, before we get into that, there is one thing I forgot to bring up during our uh, mousekeeping session in the beginning because we got okay. so sidetracked through like Mario and all that. Um, our Patreon <laughs> is, uh, you know, we had said hopefully we were going to have it up and running uh, this week. We do not have it up and running yet. Uh, Justin from uh, DDP Today is helping us set it up. Um, you know, when I when I made that promise, I didn't realize he was taking a family vacation. Uh, so bad on me for just saying things on the air without, you know, checking with other people first. But we are really hoping that by the next show, we'll have it up and running and then we'll have more information for you guys. So to those of you who have been inquiring, thank you so much for inquiring and for your interest in it. And it will be coming very soon. So uh, we'll be putting our heads together with Justin uh, once he's back from vacation. All right, Peter Mandel, you ready to, to start counting these things down? 
Yeah, let's kick it off. All right, number ten. We're already going with a little like, oh, you gotta like, you gotta listen to what we're gonna say about it thing. You know, like we're kicking things off like that. It's that kind of list. Number ten is Tron Light Cycle Run. Now, what? Wh- why is it number? Yeah, I know, right? Like, the, put your pitchforks and your torches down, people. It's all right. We'll explain. This is kind of an asterisk because technically. Tron Light Cycle Run opened on April 4th, a full three days after the end of Walt Disney World's 50th anniversary. However, the cast previews, annual pass previews, and then a soft opening all took place before the 50th ended. And that soft opening was basically the opening, Peter Mandel. Right. Like you were able to sign up for the, you know, you were able to sign up for the virtual queue. You were able to get disappointed when you didn't get it. And and that was, you know, that was the situation, not the guy from the Jersey Shore, but the actual situation that we are dealing with. Right. Um, so Tron Light Cycle Run, what a cool e-ticket ride. I know you have not been on it yet. You will probably one and done this one. But uh, it is it's tremendous experience. It's is it is it on the level of some of the other newer attractions that we've gotten? No, it is not a Rise of the Resistance. It is not a Guardians of the Galaxy, which we'll be talking about later. Uh, it, it is, but it is more than a Ratatouille. You know, it is a roller coaster. It is a fast roller coaster. It is a fun roller coaster. It is a well themed roller coaster. Have you seen this Tron like action figure you can customize? I mean, we talked about it a bit on the show, but I haven't actually seen it. Are you? Like, you're like, like all, it you... you're all about it, I... aren't you? I mean, I'm not. I don't love it, but I kind of want to do it. I need you to go and look at it next time you're there. All right, next time I'm there, I'll I'll snap some pictures. Uh, as far as I know, the the Tron gift shop has not opened yet. They're they've been using, I think, Star Traders and um, yeah, they've been using Star Traders and maybe Merchant of Venus as a like a kind of a temporary location for Tron merch. Well, I saw there's like a spot where you go into like these booths to record. Like the audio for the figure? Oh, it talks? Yeah. So, like, can you say, like, do you have to say, like, one of their, like, pre-approved phrases? Yeah, or? yeah they have pre-approved lines, and you pick six of them. Oh, man. And say them. And you have to say them. Yep. So if you try to, like, say something else, it's not going to, like, it's not going to fly. Yeah, I don't think they'll let that happen. So if they were like, all right, time for you to say, uh, let's ride this light cycle. And you're just like, poop. <laughs> they'll be be like nah let's 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 take that one back (laughs) reel it in (laughs) yeah i think they won't allow you just to say whatever you want (laughs) they won't allow you to to draw out the word poop for 10 seconds no definitely not (laughs) picturing the guy in there that does it (laughs) i guarantee you someone's tried and if not, they will now. But yeah, so uh, really fun ride. Highly recommended. It is just a tremendous time. You will enjoy it. it. It's some really cool effects in there. I would have liked there to have been more light cycle versus light cycle action going on. There's not that much. But I I don't really have that many. Compl- the only complaint I really had about it was the light cycle versus light cycle thing. And the fact that it is very, very short. Right. So. Okay, number nine. We are going to a um, an update to an old favorite. It was something that we have made a huge part of our Disney trips over the years. 
um, as many of you have as well. And it was given a bit of a facelift and it was given a plus at the end of its name. And that is Magic Band Plus. So Magic Band Plus would have been number 10 if it wasn't for Tron having a technicality in it. Yeah. Not my favorite thing that they rolled out. No, me neither. Uh, Look, I'm sure it's great. Like I've worn my Magic Band Plus maybe three times. And Which I, one did you end up getting? I don't remember. Did I got you get the 50th the anniversary part? one. The one oh, with the partner got, statue on it. Yep. Yeah, I like the partner statue. So Yeah, it was cool. Um, I remember like I did. It, I used it in Epcot. And I, I, I do want to flash back to the episode where we talked about this. Mm-hmm. And post-episode when you were like, this thing's going to be like, insane to get. And scalpers. And I'm like, dude. Disney's going to have a trillion of these. Yeah, I, w- I was wrong. A trillion. There is not going to be any. If you want to buy a specific Magic Band Plus, you're going to be able to buy it because they want you to spend. Well, I remember there were a lot of rumors that like there was going to be a run on them. I mean, that's a great rumor for Disney to have out there. Am I right? Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> they got me. <laughs> uh, but like my fiance has never bought a Magic Band Plus. She doesn't, right. want, she doesn't want one. Um. And like, you know, the the waving in front of the Fab 50 statues, it's cool when it works. It doesn't always work. Yeah. And, and like in Epcot, I'm like, oh, I can't wait to wave in front of this Figment statue. Like and hear like Figment's voice say something that I've never heard it say before. It just played like a generic little musical theme. Yep. I don't know if it still does that. But then like I went over to like Rocket and Groot and I waved in front of them and they kind of played the same generic little musical theme. And then Olaf, and he played the same generic little musical theme. So I'm wondering if they've updated those or if it's just still kind of like that. I, I don't know. I'm, now, I understand that if you take it to Hollywood, there's a lot you can do in Galaxy's Edge. Yeah, and yet at the same time, nothing I care about. Yeah, I mean, I think it's a thing that appeals more to the children of today, maybe. You know, like those kinds of experiences. Oh, can I... Can I Say one one thing though. When I was in Epcot last week, I was like, "Hey, you know what? I'm gonna do this Ducktales game. Like, I'm gonna finally do this. Like, the, you know, it took the place of the Perry the Platypus game. Right. I went on the Play Disney Parks app, which is what everyone says you have to do. I could not find this game. It just wasn't there. Have they gotten rid of it? I, I hadn't heard. I did like a search, like a new search on it. I didn't see that they had gotten rid of it. I just I don't know what I did wrong that I couldn't find it. So. If anyone knows what I did wrong, please tell me. Like, like in this specific situation, not like in life. <laughs> uh, okay, ready for number eight? Yep. So a celebration needs a, a great exclamation point at the end of it uh, for every single day, no matter which park you're in. Uh, well, if you're in three out of the four parks, you need an exclamation point. And that is why Disney rolled out some new nighttime shows. For this. So now what we've got here, we've got Enchantment over at the Magic Kingdom. We've got Harmonious at Epcot. And we have the return of Fantasmic over at Disney's Hollywood Studios. <laughs> over at Animal Kingdom, we saw the closure of the kite show. <laughs> but <laughs> and now we've got this big empty stadium by the water that you could that is basically a rest area where you can sometimes see character barges go by. So um, have you seen all three of these nighttime shows? Uh, yeah, I have. You no, saw the new Fantastic. I haven't, I haven't seen Fantastic. Okay, neither have I. I have only seen Enchantment. 
I never got to Harmonious. I I just hadn't heard good things about it. I didn't hate Harmonious. You know, I um Cat from DDP Today News, she's like in love with Harmonious. Yeah, and I, my buddy Chris. I know people who like it. My buddy Chris loves it too. So now I'm like, huh? Maybe I need to watch this on Disney Plus and like kick myself for now. We're we're never there at night, right? Like it, that's the thing. Like like especially Magic Kingdom because like Magic Kingdom at night. I mean, I've ranted about it so many times. The struggle home from Magic Kingdom is worse than anywhere else because oh, yeah. you know you can't just walk to your car. Epcot at night turns into a frat house, especially during food and wine. I mean, I, I, you know, was the last time we were at Epcot at night, there was a dude yelling expletives while walking around uh, World Showcase. And I saw probably five weeping adults, like weeping with like a drink in their hand. Right. <laughs> like just just bawling their eyes out trying to make a spectacle of themselves and i've been like i've been to this party and i did not enjoy it then and i do not enjoy it now uh, so we typically don't stay around at epcot for for too long at night either so uh phantasmic though i have been dying to get to see and i still haven't gotten to see it uh well, you know when it first opened up there was no way i was going anywhere near there because you know crowds but nighttime shows. Uh, so if they had, they you know, Fantastic has been very well received, from what I understand. Yeah. Uh, but you know, Harmonious it was was kind of hit or miss. And Enchantment, I'm pretty sure most people, no one's saying that their favorite Magic Kingdom show is, is Enchantment, right? I have never heard that. I've never heard that either. Okay, moving along. Number seven. So this isn't really like a a specific 50th anniversary thing. It's more something that happened during 50th anniversary. And it's not a thing that they that they started as much as it's a thing that they brought back from the dead. And that is the return of character meet and greets. Because for so long during COVID, we had distance character meet and greets or we had those character cavalcades that would drive through. uh you know, Magic Kingdom or drive through, you know, they would they have a little Disney Junior party that would drive through Hollywood Studios doing that. It's a Disney Junior party. All right. And we're going to have a wonderful night. It, it's in my head all the time. It's never been out of my head. I love it. Oh, I hate that song. Uh, but I hate it, but I oddly love it. Like, you know, I hate that. I love it. It's like, you know, the the last couple of days the the peach song from uh from Mario has been in my in my head. Is that an actual song? Uh people are already saying that it might get nominated for an Oscar. It's funny. I heard they're submitting it. So. Yes, uh I think it's just to have Jack Black perform it live at the Right. <laughs> at the Oscars. I mean, if you watch the music video, I have not. But there are two did. music videos. There's one like animated one that's just kind of like the scenes from the movie where he sings it, and then there's one of Jack Black like in a Bowser costume sitting at a piano singing it. Oh, that's great! Oh, Peach, you're so cool, and with my star we're gonna rule. Like I, I love that song. <laughs> and, it's just so standard, Jack Black. Yeah. Do you? Th- my friend asked me this. He goes, "So, do we think that Jack Black, like, this was written for him, and that, like, he like sang a song that someone wrote, or did somebody just sit him at a piano and yeah. was like, hey, s- sing a song about how much you love Peach?'" Yeah. I-, I think I I tend to lean toward the latter on that one. So, character meet and greets. Uh, you know, you got to hug your characters again. You got to shake hands with them. You got to give them a hearty little 
pat on the arm if that's the most that you know human contact that you're okay with uh but also with the return of characters came the return of character dining you know like that's a huge deal it, it was more of a return to normalcy it was it was the world kind of coming up for a breath of of fresh air and uh a sign that we were getting back to reality you know uh you know if i mean i know it was something that was already there before but yes it it felt like it hadn't been there in forever so i mean it was a couple of years it. right yep. it was a couple of years that we didn't have it all right number five moving along here we are now at the middle of this list and number five is the 50th anniversary specialty food and let me tell you something they really hit a home run with some of this specialty food i mean we had um you know, special quick service food, like special snacks. There was a really good ice cream sandwich, for example, in Animal Kingdom. There was uh, specialty funnel cakes. There were specialty hot dogs. There were. Did just... you get to have the blondie in Hollywood Studios? The blondie? No, I... what, what is that? Now they've kept the blondie. It is no longer the 50th anniversary blondie, so okay. it doesn't have the white chocolate emblem on it. But they are keeping it just under a different name. But that blondie was wonderful. What is a blondie? You don't know what a blondie is? No. It's like a brownie, but it's it's not chocolate. Oh, it's like a vanilla brownie? Yeah, I don't remember if it's vanilla or butterscotch, something like that. Where, do you, where do you get this? Uh, okay, I'm not going to tell you where because I don't know the name of it. Uh, okay. Fairfax Fair, maybe? Oh, I'm just guessing. Oh, so it's over by, it's, over by Tower Terror. Yes, right there. Okay. Yeah. No, and under $5. Under $5. And it's huge. Like, I know you're going to think, like, hey, let's each get one. Don't each get one. Okay. That thing is dense. It is meant to be split between human beings. All right. I, I'm I'm in. I'm in like Flynn for this. You know, um and then over at even at the table service restaurants there were a lot of specialty food. Like for example, yeah. California Grill had a specialty uh fiftieth anniversary prefix menu, which I was able to actually have during the fiftieth. And yeah, not bad. One of my favorite California grill meal of all time. It felt a little limited, but Okay. I don't know. Prefix is a little weird for me. Why? I don't know. I'm just kind of like, it was already expensive enough. And then like the only thing I really wanted on it was this tomahawk steak, which was like an extra like $70 on top of like the 90 (laughs) that you already paid for the prefix meal. And I was like, I can't get that. So (laughs) I just kind of like, I don't even remember what I had to be perfectly honest, but I remember, I mean, I remember liking it well enough. Okay. (laughs) I'll never forget though. We were we had a bunch of Disney gift cards from Christmas, and I was like, "Hey, like, we'll just use these to pay for California Grill because, like, you know, we had like probably almost like two hundred bucks worth of." You Are know. you gonna say you, you gave them like nine gift cards? No, I'm I'm saying that I was ready to give them like nine gift cards, and and at the last second, my fiance was like, "Maybe we just use our credit card, <laughs> like, like maybe we don't." In the fancy restaurant, we don't give while well, we're dressed all nice. We don't we don't hand over a gift card that has the Disney princesses on it. Oh, I totally would. I wouldn't care about that. Yeah, I she, I could tell she was like embarrassed by it. So I was, yeah, we just put it on our credit card. And then uh, gift cards for us, like we always get like the one thing I always tell people at Christmas when they're like, oh, what do you want? And I, you know, let me tell you something about me and gifts. Okay, I will tell you exactly what I want. I don't want to be surprised. I want what I want. All right. I'm going to tell you exactly what I want. And if you get me anything else, then this was clearly not about me. It was about you. (laughs) So typically I'm just like Disney gift cards. 
like give me a give me a give me whatever you were going to spend on anything like physical like any like stuff that i don't need just give me a disney gift card with that money on it because we're just letting you know kevin you can go on to disneygiftcard.com and condense all those gift cards onto one can you really yeah, so if you have like five gift cards or twenty five dollars, you can just put uh, you know one hundred twenty five onto one card. That's a cool thing. I'm gonna have to do that. Yeah, makes uh, life easier. Yeah, so I mean, so typically my fiance and I for Christmas we get a bunch of Disney gift cards and we just use them for the festivals. You know, or if there's like a piece of merch that we really want, like right. <sighs> okay, what was I talking about? Oh, California Girl. Yeah, it was all right. There uh, you go. Uh, they got a new prefix menu now. So, oh, yeah. Speaking of uh, things that open, actually, right now as we're recording in the Two Men in the Mouse Facebook group, um, one of our one of our members, Cassidy Marinho, has posted her review of another specialty food that popped up during the fiftieth, the Roundup Rodeo Barbecue in Toy Story Land wow. at Hollywood Studios. Would you like to hear this review? Sure. Yeah. It seems nice and detailed. She says, tonight my family and I had dinner at the new Roundup Rodeo Barbecue at Studios. For some reason, I thought this was character dining, but it's not. It was an overall pleasant experience, but I probably won't return unless I'm with a big Toy Story fan that requests it. So in other words, she's pulling the old Peter Mandel. It was okay. Not sure it's a thing I ever have to do again. The best parts. The environment was adorable. The cast embraced the theming when different announcements were made over the speaker. The texture of the biscuits was perfect perfect biscuits the worst parts it was more than 30 minutes beyond our reservation when we were finally seated despite checking in 20 minutes early so that's a 50 minute wait experience rounds of food seemed to take a long time to get to with big gaps of waiting in between the meal took much longer than necessary for a prefix venue you know i actually would appreciate the longer wait between the rounds i think you know i'm gonna say i've done my research on this place it doesn't look like something I would even remotely care about. We definitely want to do it. It's just hard to get a reservation. Okay, and then the last worst part, she says, picking the meat off the bones for the chicken and ribs was more work than this pregnant lady wanted to do to get my food. So there I get you go. It. I'm just going to say, um, we just read this on this week's show. Thank you. For sharing, exclamation point, smiley face. And then she replied, there's a show? Yeah, what show? I thought this was just a Disney group. Um, Okay, so moving along on our list. Specialty food, fantastic. Love it. Miss it already. I do like that they did keep some things. Okay, number four. Now, this is one of my favorite things. I could have made an argument for this being number one, especially in one of the parks, but this happened in all four parks, and this was the luminous, the luminous uh, light shows that adorned all of the park icons. Now, you argued against this this being number one. You wanted it moved further down. Yeah, I didn't think it was that big of a deal. I mean, I really enjoyed it. And I know you didn't love it at Epcot, but I really do. And I like how they change it for each of the festivals now. Man, I really don't like it at Epcot. I mean, I can't imagine that it's changing at Epcot. Like, that, they're going to keep that. No. Because, do I you mean, know how hard it was to put all those right. lights in? The, <laughs> right. No, it's going to be here forever. The, I just, I don't understand. It lit up projections so nice. Mm-hmm. And now it just looks like you've put, like, like, leds in like the crevices it's just weird 
But you could still you it. could still turn those off and do projections on it. Uh huh. You could. And I'm I'm cool with it. And I like some of the things they do. I just don't. I also am not someone that needs the Epcot ball to constantly be a, a disco ball. What about Spaceship Earth? When I'm in the parks. What? What about Spaceship Earth? I was. What did I say? You said the Epcot ball. I needed to. Yeah, but you know, you. come on. Now we've we've been having this argument for a decade. I can't I can't do it anymore. I don't need it. Like it doesn't always have to be like. Oh look, now it's purple and yellow. Like I, I just. I like when they do shows with it. So right now, um, my fiance's favorite character in Encanto is Isabella. Okay. And they do a show on Spaceship Earth with the lights to Isabella's song. The What Else Can I Do? Mm -hmm. And she loves that. Now, during Festival of the Arts, they do a big Rainbow Connection show on on it. And I love that. I think it's fantastic. Now the other the other park icons were just kind of like projected on, you know. Yes, and they looked cool. But yeah, not yeah, what but... the commercials made it look like. The commercials were like it's this it's this fairy magic flying into space, and I was right. like, okay, it's not that. <laughs> it's not fairy magic flying into space, but it's something. Okay, um, number three. This is something that apparently is sticking around for at least a while, and that is the Fab Fifty statues. Yeah, I mean, they got to stick around for a while because we spent a lot of time constructing them. So we constructed them. We've incorporated them into the Magic Band Plus experience. And if you take them out of a few of the parks, Magic Band Plus does nothing anymore. <laughs> you know what? Honestly, though, I like them. I know it's not. I don't feel like they take away no. anything. No, they're, they're not from... obnoxious. They're not tacky. Nope. Uh, they I, are... it, it, I've never seen one and been like, oh, I can't believe they put this here. Right. And matter of fact, it's almost been the opposite. I remember I was going through studios and I saw like the R2-D2 and like I wasn't even paying attention. It was like right next to me. Yeah. And I was like, oh, this is cool. Look, it's R2. Like I, I've never had a bad experience with them. You know, I really so... the one one I really like that is a, is a movie that I have also never seen is the, the one for Soul. Like I like how it's like a piano. Yeah. I really think that's neat. Uh. But yeah, Fab Fifty statues are what a what a fun you know photo op and a fun experience for those. All right, number two, and that is the decor and paint job on Cinderella Castle. Yeah, I think this is a big deal. They yeah they did a they did a huge huge overlay on Cinderella Castle, and it looks fantastic. I mean, I it can't fantastic. tell you I can't tell you I'm for it. I prefer the old way, but. I mean, I like the fifty. I like the big fifty medallion. I like I like the accents around the towers. I like yeah, all the, the bunting and everything. I, I like that, cool. that the bunting um, went down to the like the little ramparts. Also, yep, but they kept that theme going. I enjoyed the coloring. I do hope that they're going to be painting it back the way it was. You're not getting it back anytime soon. Yeah. Okay. There's too much merchandise right now around this color scheme. Well, I mean, they've already taken down the fifty. Apparently. Sure. Well, yeah, the 50s gotta be dead. They can't leave the 50 up there. Yeah. Um, but now you're going to take away the, the the swirly accents too. I yeah, I think like I think the so. bunting's going to come down, yeah. right? Yeah. Yeah. But I think that color scheme is here for a little bit. Okay. Yeah, I mean, it, it matches more. It, like, kind of matches Sleeping Beauty Castle now. I guess. Like, it's yeah. I don't know, like that. I don't like it either. I, but don't I, get me wrong. I love the castle, so I'm down. Yeah. Like, I, I think it's awesome. Yeah. But, like, I, I wish it wasn't like this, but I also know it's not it's not a permanent thing. Yeah. I mean, I, th- I think it's pretty. I'll enjoy it while it's here, and then someday I'll look back at my pictures of it, and I'll be like, that was a fun time. Yep. 
All right, and ready for number one. You, number one. We all know what it is. It's going to be the number one movie in the world in a couple weeks, and that is Guardians of the Galaxy. Got a lot. Yeah, this is this is the real important one. This is the e-ticket ride to end e-ticket rides that came out during the 50th. I mean, look, Rise of the Resistance is still probably the most impressive ride at Walt Disney World, but... I mean, this Guardians of the Galaxy ride. I mean, it is it is tremendous from the from the exterior with that enormous Nova fighter to the queue with the world mind and like the interviews with the Guardians, the pre-show with Terry Crews with Space Terry. Space Terry loves yogurt. You don't even get that if you don't watch Brooklyn Nine-Nine. I don't, but I'm about to start, actually. Oh, good. It's a good time. Let me know how you like it. I really enjoy that. Give it time. Give it give it like. You know, give it a few episodes to to get its. Oh, is it another show where season one's not that good? No, from what I remember, I really liked season one. Okay, but like, there's like there's things that happen every season, like like clock, like the Halloween episode is always a heist. Okay, like the stuff like that, and then there's always like, you know, um, uh, he like he always has like some big showdown with his arch nemesis, um, the Pontiac Bandit every every season. So, okay. Yeah, it's a good time. You'll enjoy it. Okay, so um, I mean, you know, from that backwards launch to the to the different soundtracks. I mean, I love the different soundtracks because now, like, we've been going like crazy trying to get all the songs. The holiday overlay, which was just you know a different song, but um, still cool. Yeah, still really cool. Original story. You got the got the cast, a list actors like Chris Pratt, Zoe Saldana. You know, then you had Batista, um, and then you have. Um, uh, you know, you didn't get um, Bradley Cooper or Vin Diesel for it. But I mean, look, if you're paying Vin Diesel to come in and say, I am Groot a couple times for this ride would have been the biggest waste of money that Disney's ever done. So, um, yeah, love it. Love this ride. It is, you know, it, it is the the highlight of an Epcot day at this point, I think. Yeah, I mean, I think it's the thing that'll really last. You know, I loved the construction wall for this because it was so unique. Right. Because it had like the galaxy, like, you know, swirly space stuff on it. And that's our list. You want to hear what our friends around the world had to say real quick? For yeah, you? that's it. All right. Let's see what our friends around the world had to say about this. I said, Mousers, for this week's show, what is your favorite new thing Walt Disney World did during the 50th anniversary? Zachary Adams says, golden statues with interactive sounds with your Magic Band Plus. It's cool that some do change sounds depending on holiday or character. Michael Henderson says, I loved the golden statues. That's two votes for the Fab 50 statues. Uh, Steven Chinichi says, the 50th food and drinks. Some were not so good, but others were fantastic. Brenda Gay Sullivan says, unpopular opinion? Maybe, but I love the paint job on the castle. That is unpopular with you. I know. Uh, my buddy Chris Doherty says, probably an unpopular opinion, again, uh, but I loved Harmonious. I didn't care for the barges during the day, but when you saw the show, it really was awesome and a celebration that I thought represented the 50th well. Maura May says, Mickey and his friends' outfits. Rachel Olivia Williams says, I really liked Harmonious. It stinks that the barges ruined the sight lines, though, so I get it. Uh, Laura Ferguson says, the golden statue of the orange bird. Kathleen Grove says, I love the new lighting of Spaceship Earth. I love the projections 
on the Tower of Terror. I also like the Magic Band Plus lighting and haptics that glow along with Fantasmic and the Golden Statues. Cameron Orr says statues and the castle colors. Shannon Jordal says the Spaceship Earth shows. Something about that had us all in tears. Cassidy Marinho says I think I also vote for the lights in Spaceship Earth. The character-shaped sparkle bombs for the drinks were really fun for my daughter, too. Becky Adams says gold medallions throughout the park and resorts to collect. That is true. They had medallions that went with all the Fab 50 statues. Like they had merch for the Fab 52. Like there's, there's like you could buy like yep. busts of this, like like little versions of the statues. You could buy the Christmas. Forget tree. about that. You can get a, a 50th anniversary remote control droid. This is true. You can. Uh, Christina McSheffrey says, agree with some of the other mousers. Spaceship Earth was amazing, and her daughter really loved Spiffy Mickey, as she put it. And she gave us a picture of them with Spiffy Mickey. Uh, Jillian Wexler says, the lights on Spaceship Earth and the cavalcades in Magic Kingdom. And Michael Michael Bobichael says, I agree with all those that said the new Spaceship Earth lighting. See, a lot of people liked that. You you were one of the only ones that kind of didn't. No, I get it. I I think we skipped one, by the way. I think we skipped number six. What was number six? The character costumes. Oh, well, okay. I bet you there's been people listening that were like, they skipped number six. I can't believe they skipped number six. Don't worry. We caught it. Number six, Pete, the character costumes. Gotta oh, man, love, they, were, they were great. Gotta right? love those 50th anniversary costumes. I really enjoyed it. It was number six on our list. And yeah, we we thought they were, they were just awesome. Uh, I always like when they have special costumes for things like this. I do, too. Though, you know, I never got a picture with 50th Mickey that I think about. Really? Yeah, I got Minnie. I think I got Goofy and like Pluto. I got, I usually would get whoever was in the, um, the Disney Visa. The Disney Visa area. Yeah. yeah, Which was always like a cool little, like, you know, thing. All right. Well, that about does it for this week. Anything else you wanted to add? Any, you know, we kind of did our tangent at the beginning of the show. Yeah, I will miss the 50th. It was a good time. It was a good, good time. And a good time was had by all. And I'm glad we have the memories of it. We'll always have it to look back on. Yep. All right. Well, if that's any uh, further ado, then that's going to do it for Two Men in the Mouse this week, folks. Thank you so much for joining us. We always love having you guys here every other Wednesday, dropping at 5 a.m. Uh, you know, some weeks will maybe be every week. You know, we're, we're, we're committing to every other week. And we are so pleased that so many of you guys have welcomed us back into your lives with open arms and that you are you know, as excited to have us back as we are as excited to be back with you guys because you guys are what make this whole experience for us. And folks, speaking of experiences, if you want to experience the ultimate nerd experience, check out Rogue Comics in Cranford, New Jersey, the mecca of Two Men in the Mouse. Seriously, all Two Men in the Mouse listeners have to make the journey to Rogue Comics in Cranford, New Jersey at some point in their lives or they will never be truly fulfilled. All right, you can check it out at 105 North Union Avenue, Cranford, New Jersey, 07016, or go to roguecomic.com, where you can find a link to Pete's eBay store. Just wanted to give a special uh, shout-out to our friends over at Away With Me Travel. Uh, thank them so much for all the work that they do, booking all those Walt Disney World trips, or trips to anywhere, really, in you know the world that you want to go. Away With Me Travel will have your back always for that and folks for me uh please check out my books i just had a new release we talked about it at the beginning of the show um my new my new release lies from beyond uh we and of course all my other books my fantasy novels the ross and annie series can be available uh can be found in ebook paperback and audiobook on amazon.com that is r-o-s-i-n-a-n-t-i and that was um you know those those are all written under my my real name kevin j kessler of course my other books were all written under the name vincent valentine 
B-A-L-E-N-T-E-A-N. So if you go on Amazon.com, type in Vincent Valentine, you will find all of my books, all 16 novels that I have written. And, uh, you know, you guys can enjoy them or not or whatever. I mean, th- I, I appreciate any kind of support. So thank you guys so, so much for that. Um, all right. Well, that about does it for this week. Pete, any closing words? Uh, no, but I'm excited. In two weeks, we'll have another episode. Yes, and that will be the cr- big cruise wrap-up video, the, the big cruise recap. I'm so, excited about uh, that. Yep. Yeah. So, all right, folks, and we will see you next time on Two Men and the Mouse. So there's a great big beautiful tomorrow shining at the end of every day. There's a great big beautiful tomorrow just a dream away. If you're standing, please hold on to the handrails and stay clear of the doors until the monorail stops completely and the doors open. If this concludes your visit, we hope you've had a wonderful time and will return home safely. Thank you for traveling with us. This has been YDF Media Productions.